Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? Really well. I'm am well, and <laughs> we we kind of you know bounced into the new year. Yes, and we're all ready to go. Yes, and I think it's good time to start looking for some inspiration. That's a yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think today we're going to be talking about what type of photographers do you admire. So, who, what type of photographers do you admire? Well, I think. Uh, I like people who are dedicated. When they <laughs> yeah, so really, yeah. No, yeah. but there's some people like they'll they'll decide they're going to shoot sunrises and they go and do it and they go and do it and they'll do yeah. it day in day out. So they'll set a couple of days a week aside where they go and get yeah. up really really early, get themselves to a different location. Yeah. Be there ready when the sun comes up. Good, bad, or indifferent because some mm. sunrises, you know, just are a non-event. Yeah, that's yeah, true, isn't it? Yeah. But but they keep pursuing at it and, yep. and but it's kind of like a do have success because it's like anything mm. if you do something often enough you're going to hit gold that's right you know and that's part of it where you can't kind of go and, and decide that you're going to shoot a sunrise and you go on the saturday and go, oh go to saturday and you get and it, it's a non-event yeah and then you don't go for another two months and you go to another one and you get a non-event yeah and yeah you, and you suddenly go oh this whole shooting sunrise thing is it, it's it's not great. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work like that in no. photography. And no. That's, and that's what I admire about photographers who, who go out there and they basically sometimes rough it or whatever. Like, you yeah. know, some of those location shoots, like where yeah. people are either storm chasing. Yeah. You know, they're sleeping in their car. Yeah. I remember watching a documentary on a, on a guy and his name escapes me because I'm not – my memory's not – Always the gre- the best. But he was photographing the salt plains. Yes, yep. And to do that, he actually rode his push bike out there. Yes, I know I know the photographer. Yeah, yeah. and he camped out there for months and yes. he photographed the, the, cha- the changing light. Yeah, point. yeah. But it was beautiful and he, he documented himself and he actually went a little bit batty crazy during the process. Yes. Well, you probably, yeah. you, you, you probably would in that instance that, that isolation because isolation is one of the the hardest things and yeah you do admire photographers who go out there and basically put themselves into isolate like self-induced isolation yeah yeah like some of the old national geo yes. wildlife photographers would have to do that yeah that's been potentially months out in the field yep. getting photographed and that would be before the times of mobile phones so they would be disconnected from their communities and, and their families and and, and, their... and not even realizing not even knowing what they've captured because they were exactly shooting film. Film, yeah. <laughs> Le- at least today, if you're kind of a, you know, if you're going out and you're you're trying to capture, you know, something pretty mm. unique, and you happen to camp out in the jungle, yeah, that you've got, you can look at the end of the day and see what you've actually captured. Yeah, work yeah. out whether you, you know, you're actually, yeah, going in the right direction. Yeah, and I, I guess that kind of raises some of the people that I admire and some of the types of photographers that I do when you bring up those things like the film days and. You know, a lot of a lot of the people like Annie Luberitz, if I'm saying her name correctly, yep. they're they're people that I admire because they were connected to to taking photographs of the human 
human aspect, I human guess, condition. you know. Yeah. And there were, she was a very clever photographer yeah. and she lets people be authentically themselves when she photographs them, whether they're superstars or the average Joes. And she yeah. takes incredible images of, of celebrities for, you know, and she has been for many, many years of Rolling Stone, in, for the Rolling Stones magazine and and Vanity Fair and, and so many other ones. I think those the photographers I kind of admire, that the people who can basically get themselves into the headspace of the person they're actually mm. trying to photograph. So they, That's right. they basically start to really understand that person. And when you start to understand yeah. someone, it's easy to get direct them. That's exactly right. You've, yeah, you, you've hit it on the head, like nail on the head for that one. You, once you understand what makes people tick, you can really bring them back into a space that's yeah. going to evoke an emotion or a feeling. And when you're photographing someone... And you want that authentic response or to create that authentic moment, memory, expression, whatever it is. That's a really powerful tool to have in your kit. Oh, look, it is. And that's why some of those photographs are just so incredible because yeah. they've been able to tap into that, you know, get people mm. to, to, to give their best mm. in front mm. of the camera. Mm. And I think so I really admire photographers who actually have kind of been able to get their craft to that level. Yeah. Where yeah. they've been able to get themselves yeah. so they can really, really yeah. work on the subject. Yeah. You know, so. And you mentioned film and a lot of those early photographers did do it on film and they would do it on only a few rolls of film and they would go away and they would they would hope to dear God that they got what they were after. Yes. And it was just amazing. Yeah, so look it it is. Some of the other photographers I kind of admire too is is even like people like yourself who do weddings. Mm, thank you. Because I think I always always think of weddings as pressure cooker photography. Oh my gosh, it absolutely is. Because you've got so much happening. Yeah. The potential for stuff to go wrong is great because if someone something doesn't work or whatever. Mm. So so there's a, mm. there's a lot of you've got a lot of balls in the air. You're juggling mm. a lot of balls on the day. Mm-hmm. And to be able to kind of to do it, you know, week in week out, front up to another wedding. Here we go again, back on, back on the on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that to me that that was, I'm always amused where, you know, I've shot two weddings in my life. Yeah, right. And that was enough for me. And they were, <laughs> and, and they, were they were friends who really, really had to really twist and go hoax me to do it. Yeah, and it's interesting you can you say that because a lot of photographers do have that that experience where they photograph one, two, maybe five, and they. They're like, no, nah, it's not my my bag of bag yeah. of chips at all. And it's something like, I didn't I didn't particularly find them difficult mm. to do. Like there wasn't mm. that, but I probably put more of expectation on myself not to miss anything. Yeah. So the fear of of missing a shot, yeah, and missing a moment, yeah, that was. It's a very real thing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I kind of admire photographers. I mean, uh, you know, I admire, I admire some of the people who do some incredible street photography work mm. where they do the in the real in the face, you know. Yeah, the confidence to actually. Like the, the, like yeah. the humans of New York type. Oh, he's incredible. You know, it's incredible. Where, so building, you know, being able to build your confidence to the point where you can walk. And sometimes it's knowing who you can walk up to. Yeah. And I've seen some interviews of some of those photographers who do the you know incredible in your face street photography yeah and they said you do you you do start to read people's 
body language of like this person may not be a good person to approach. Yeah. And this yeah. person maybe will give you the time of day or some yeah. people won't give you the time of day. Yeah. So it's I actually think, a really important skill to have. Well, it, it is. And being able, like I said, be able to read people. Mm. So to, be able to kind of make a judgment call, this person, yes, they're going to be approachable. This yeah. person's not going to be approachable. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think the other thing too is, yeah, sometimes people shoot in a chosen field mm-hmm. and it's a very kind of limited field, but they mm. do go to extraordinary lengths to get incredible pictures. Yes. So you look at some of the scientific pictures that have been taken that people have taken. I was listening to a guy the other day on a podcast and he was taking with using all types of weird and wonderful light, like shooting stuff with ultraviolet light and shooting crystal structures and he had to work out all the physics behind light. And, yeah, and, right. And then... That's very admirable because that's 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 a that's a space that my brain does not operate. No, in. that's so, right. For, yeah. for the and the pictures were incredible. So a lot mm. of people struggled with the concept of even trying to technically do it. figure that out. And and to the point where a lot of people might try that, and because you get so many more failures and successes that mm. people walk away from that. Mm. I kind of admire the people who stick at it. And yeah. That, and, and actually, then have that eureka moment. Yeah, that makes me think of a, a there was. There was, I, I can't remember her name, but when I was at university, there was a lovely young lady that was creating a body of work and she was working really, really hard to take photographs that were exposed correctly the whole way through. Yes. And there's, there's a technique for it where you're actually using your zone system and there's no dodging, no burning. It yep. is just str- pretty much straight out of the camera. You have every zone in where it's supposed to be, every part of that photograph is exposed perfectly and there's a lot of physics behind it and, like, as you say, like a lot of that technique. The photographs were incredible. They were absolutely insane and that was so admirable that she was able to do all of that work and she went back again and again and she kept practising and she kept shooting it and she'd go back into the dark room and and she'd come out and it wouldn't be right so she'd go back and photograph it again and then she'd reprint it and just... It took her months to get it right. And that's that dedication. And I do admire that in a photographer where they they really dedicate themselves to trying to create something incredible mm. where a lot of lesser people will have given up mm. way before then. Mm. But, you know, and sometimes like sometimes I don't know if people have this idea that they know what they're chasing is achievable and it's just going to take a lot of figuring out to get to it. Yeah. Which is sometimes that's what happens when you listen to these people, how they've had to figure out stuff. Yeah. They've had to maybe modify lenses or they've had to modify equipment. Yeah. To be able to, to get some of these u- really unique shots. Yeah. Yeah. To me, like, that's that's something to be admired. Yeah. It's like if you go through all the old studio notes from some of the early photographers in the film days where they have their contact sheets, there would be notes all over it of adjust your lighting here and they would go back and re-photograph it. And that, that having that, that, I guess, that dedication to invest in getting something that right, which is yep. something that you don't often see nowadays because we're so so focused on the instant, yep. instant gratification of an image. And we'll go and fix it in Photoshop if we or Lightroom or any other editing software rather than getting it right in camera. And I think that's a dying form at the moment. It's a dying skill set yes. because we have got access to technology that can fix things for us if we haven't gotten it right the first time. That's it. I think photojournalists are another breed of photographer mm. that, that I really admire that we, we've got some incredible images because some photographers have, 
have chosen to put themselves in a compromisable position. Yeah, very yeah. Dang- sometimes very very dangerous position to be able to capture that picture to show us what's happening to give us that. What's story. that amazing? There's an amazing um, exhibition that's usually on at the powerhouse, and they have a oh, section yes. that's the on World, the World Press Awards. Yes. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so anyone anyone that ever gets the opportunity. If it ever comes to where you are and you can go and see the World Press exhibition, mm. some incredibly powerful yeah. images. Yeah. Some very moving, quite, sometimes quite, especially some of the stuff that's shot in some of the really disaster zone areas. Oh, I remember seeing the one that quite, was from the Iraqi um, war zone. And some it was some of it's quite, very, it's, it's quite, very sensitive content. Quite in your face, quite graphic. Yeah. Very raw. Yeah. And I think, like I said, it, it takes a certain type of photographer to be able to actually do that. And, mm. and a lot of those photographers, unfortunately, as a result of capturing some of that really powerful, gritty stuff, it did have a quite a toll on them personally mm-hmm. that sometimes they got ridiculed for taking the picture. I remember there was a, a picture of, and I think it was mista- originally mistaken, it was Thought it was a boy, but it was actually a girl. Oh, the one the, from the buzzard, after... the buzzard waiting to to kind of take the child. The child's malnutrition. Yeah, and it was it was kind of like I suppose a lot of people what they read from that is that this child's just waiting to die, and the buzzard's sitting there waiting to to feast on the, this young person's body. Yeah, and there was a lot of you know I suppose criticism about the photographer that why did you do something to help? And re- the backstory is that it was. You know, the girl didn't get eaten by the buzzard and type of thing, but it was more, I suppose, the, the image was really showing potentially what could happen. Mm. But mm. There, was, there was some, you know, people did intervene to, to change mm. that situation. Mm. But from some of those photographers, then it, it took a really hard mental toll on them to some of those people who actually took their own lives because they, mm. because it was such a, they got the real kill. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's and it's that misunderstanding of what actually happened. The dialogue after that image was taken, yeah. and and the reasons for those images being taken and being showcased. Yeah. So, I think we we really fail to understand. So when when a yeah. photographer takes quite a controversial image, I kind of do admire someone that's actually gone and put themselves out there mm. potentially for for to be ridiculed. Absolutely. But to be able to deliver a side of the story that may be glossed over by yeah. other forms of media. Yeah, with such powerful intention and it can be for educational purposes or to show show something that we would not necessarily be exposed to. Yeah, I mean the you know, very famous image from Vietnam War. The, yeah, that one pops to mind as soon as you started talking. Yeah, now. the little girl running from the blast and her clothes have been blown off. Yeah. And she's like, you know, running at full speed away from the danger. Yeah. And the photographer's been able to capture that image. And that image was quite a, from the public's point of view, was quite a pivotal point in time that people changed their attitude to the war. Yeah. And believed, you know, that something needed to change. Yeah. And it was just because the photographer took that image. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure when, when they... Because back in the day, that would take it on film, mm. and they would have to take the you know, and print it. I'm sure when they looked at that, they would, you know, be. That would be harrowing. Which were torn, and there's another very famous photograph called I think it's called Falling Man, and it's from the 
and people were jumping out of because they couldn't get out of the building. So they, oh, were, yeah. they were jumping. So this guy was, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, people can maybe just Google it, but I'm pretty sure it was called like he was Falling Man. And again, I think the, the photographer was kind of again ridiculed over this image because mm. it was obviously then then you the end result was it wasn't going to end well for this person. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. It had to be. It was one of those pictures, like I said, but it, it it's what happened. Yeah, I remember actually watching that 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 uh, the news article and and because it was pretty much live feed when that yes, did happen. When it happened, it got, got off on the yeah, the cameras were on the on the. They were rolling, and there was people jumping out of the windows. Yes, because they had no. They felt that they had no other option. And Sadly, yes. they they didn't survive. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with it, I th- I feel that without photographers and without videographers and and people that captured those moments, we wouldn't be aware of it, and we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the knowledge of understanding what really happened and and the impact of everything. And and those types of people are so admirable. Oh, I think so. Look and look, it it goes down right down the path that there's so many photographers who you can really admire because they're trying. I mean, if you look at some of the environmental photographers who are trying to show us oh yeah you know, the, yeah the, what's happened to the planet yeah and and what's happened to different animals and species i mean yeah some incredible work the photographs of the polar bears that are starving to death yeah you I, know like that that's that's huge and, and it's kind of like trying to i suppose show another side of that story that, that yeah that for a lot of us i mean sometimes that the only window into those worlds are through these photographs, like mm. we, we we don't have any mm. other way to see that. Mm. Sometimes, like I said, unfortunately with the news cycle the way it is, a lot of news is, you know, the term thrown around fake news, but a lot mm. of news can be massaged to give a different yeah. appearance. It's interesting actually. You're making me think of, of the, um, the satellite images that were taken and the photographs that were taken in the midst of COVID and how – the environment was starting to clean up yes. and those types of things. It would be so interesting to have someone do the same set of images right now with the yes. world starting to open up and, and the impacts are changing. Have we gone backwards or are we still maintaining that trajectory of, of going in a really positive way forward? Yeah, look, I think it was a bit of a blip on the radar as far as the, you know, the way the world slowed down and, and the, you know, the transport mechanism kind of ground to a mm. halt mm. that we're starting to see in cities and that again you're starting to see the smog coming back yeah such a shame because we we haven't kind of learnt. no we're huge consumer you know know, consumer creatures we're just yeah we're really not focused on the greater good at times are we so so sometimes like i said some of the photographers you've got to admire that they don't have to be professional photographers no that's right they could just be people ordinary people with a camera Mm -hmm. who are committed to document a particular aspect of life yeah they continue to do it they don't yeah. they don't give up they just you know take incredible photos i mean there's people who've taken photos of their kids growing up over time and when they play them it's a kind of a time lapse oh they're gorgeous it's yeah incredible yeah, yeah. you know there's yeah. different, different different people will go to that level of basically and it is commitment like it is, there's no doubt about it. You, you have to commit to a project like that. Yeah. You know, you can't kind of yeah pick up and stop and start. Yeah, I mean, that's if you, right. If you were, say if you were a photographer and you were out cataloging wild bush flowers, mm-hmm. you, you could do that over a 20-year period. 
Like That's right. You could go in and take a few photos this year and then go back next year and take a few photos and then go back in two years' time and take photos yeah. and, then, and then come together body of work at the end. It's different where some of the other areas where people basically once they start the project, they have they have to keep going. Like it just keeps rolling. Like it doesn't it doesn't stop for holidays. It doesn't stop for the weather. You you're on the train and you kind of have to keep going on that journey. Yeah, that's right. You so, absolutely are. Yeah. So, so is there any other type of photographers that you really kind of admire? Mm, I admire some of the ones that. Uh, Name, once again, names names escape me. I yep. love fashion photographers. Absolutely yes. love them. And some of the ones that are really, really clever with their their composite imaging. Yes. Oh, look, some incredible minds as far as yeah. some of the composite images that are put together where people have this, you know, they can visualise this yeah. amazing scene. Yeah. And these scenes aren't really um, Credible in a single photograph. No. So they take a series of photographs, but yeah. the skill in actually capturing those photographs correctly. So oh, huge. They can all be assembled together to yeah. make like a one seamless photograph. They may spend the weeks or months creating that image. Yeah, but it's even yeah. like you know getting the way the light, so the lights falling correctly yeah. throughout the photograph. Yeah. So it's actually could be, it could have been could be a real photograph yeah. taken, but you know again, sometimes you can't have. A lot of you know people in the same space at the same time. Yeah, there's a gentleman that I'm hoping that you get to interview soon that that does a really yes, amazing is. job yes, of that. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he. I'd be dying to to listen to that one. That'd be a great one. That's it. So, like I said, so there's a whole range of photographers out there which, which you know which we admire, and I'm sure like our listeners mm. are all going to have a photographer who some for some reason or some aspect of their work that they really admire. Yeah. And I think when you admire sometimes like that helps people aspire to yeah. to working You're right, better yeah. themselves as yeah, photographers. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Somet- sometimes it just takes that, you know, interest and, and love of someone's work to actually mm. influence your work mm. and give you a new love. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, Terry. Great chat. Great chat. All right. So if you um, Stop trashing the studio. Terry, Terry likes wrecking, wrecking. <laughs> She's just seeing how fast you can push things. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're, we're well and truly running in 2021. So Yeah, yeah. So until next episode. Chat soon. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.